Morning prayer begins on page four. Just another note about the posted lessons. We've discovered in Zoom that when you post lessons on chat, they're only received by those who are already in the meeting. So I, I post the lessons a few times during the pre-morning prayer session. I just posted them again at 7.30. <clears throat> but um, we're figuring out how to do that in a way that everyone can see them. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto them, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 62 on page 413. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He is verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall. How long we imagine mischief against every man? You shall be slain, all the sort of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust. Well, put your trust in him always, you people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights, they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O oh, trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once and twice, I have also heard the same that power belongeth unto God. 
and that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 27th chapter of the book of Genesis. Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me a savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game to, and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock, and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go, get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made a savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son, and she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, and he felt him, and he said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed them. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, 
and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore may God give you the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due to her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment, for I wish that all men were even as I myself, but each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better for a man, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and a husband is not to divorce his wife. But to the rest I, not the Lord, say, if any brother has a wife who does not believe, and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. Or how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, 
whether you will save your wife. But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. Here endeth the second lesson. The shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. But grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, Perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Good morning to all. Um, just a, another note about the the lectionary that the, the lessons we are we are using are are in the lectionary at the beginning of the prayer book for the week of the second Sunday in Lent. It's on uh, Roman numeral page eighteen. Uh, the one distinction between what we do here and what's in that lectionary is that we've augmented the Genesis lectionary to uh, include more of the story, so you read more of it. But the Psalm and the New Testament lesson is generally uh, the same. So since we're having trouble posting the lessons ahead of time, uh, the, the best bet to get the lessons ahead of time is to, is to log in early so that you can get the early message because you can't get it if you come in later unless it gets, unless it gets posted again. So there's that. Um, the, today's lessons from Genesis has a lot in it in the sense that we've got the stolen blessing uh, and we've got the, the literary uh, phrase, you know, Jacob says, my, my brother's a hairy man and I'm a smooth man, which has a double meaning, which is very much intended by the literature of Genesis. But the backdrop for this story is we remember that when uh, Rebecca was pregnant with Isaac and Esau, excuse me, with Jacob and Esau, they wrestled in her womb and God spoke a word to her. Here's what's going on. There's a battle and, and, and the older will serve the younger. So Rebecca had the word from God that Jacob was to receive the blessing. We, we don't know whether she commuted, communicated this to Isaac, uh, kept it to herself, uh, whether he refused to acknowledge it. Because as the story goes on, he's prepared to give the blessing to Esau, but God has already said it belongs to Jacob. So Rebecca intervenes to work it out her own way. And there's a correspondence here between this, between what we saw back with Abraham and Sarah, where Abraham had a word from God that your your seed will will be the blessed seed. And and uh and so since Sarah wasn't having a child, they decided to do it their own way. And so here, Rebecca does it her own way. And it's interesting that these two incidences where the patriarchs do, or here a matriarch does it her own way, his own way, it creates a, a grand historical animosity, uh, you, you know, between um, the, 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 the Isaac and Ishmael, which is the historic... Uh, 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 Jewish Arab animosity, and then now between Jacob and Esau, and Esau is going to be Edom, who is an historic enemy of Israel, uh, the one who Psalm uh, 137, I believe it is, notoriously uh, uh, condemns as, as blessed as the one who throws your children against the stones because the Edomites so opposed Israel and was so in favor of having Jerusalem destroyed by the Babylonians. So it's interesting how human, so what would have happened if, if uh, Rebecca didn't conspire to do this way to steal the blessing, it might have been just like what later happens when um, uh, Jacob himself gives the blessings to, uh, to Joseph's sons and Joseph puts them in the age order and Jacob crosses his hands on them you know, God may have just intervened. And I think the lesson for us to think about in our lives is we always have this tendency. We know what God's will is. And we know he's promised to do it. But 
you know, maybe he needs a little help from us. So we start manipulating things and we always create additional and sort of unnecessary problems when we do. You know, what would happen if we just took God and his word and waited faithfully for him to fulfill this promise and endure what we had to endure and leave God, lead it up to God to accomplish what his word says that we just don't see how it's happening. Uh, but that's, I think, part of the story here, trusting in, in God and, and his word. The New Testament uh, lesson from Corinthians uh, is often highly misunderstood um, in terms of its you know, St. Paul says it's better uh, that, you, that you be like I and, and be unmarried. But St. Paul's, all of his advice in, in Corinthians here is eminently practical. And it's all focused on the kingdom of God. St. Paul saw the kingdom as the primary consideration for Christians. And the question is, how do you best serve the kingdom, which St. Paul may have believed was, was going to come, you know, and the Lord was going to come soon. But whether or not, whenever he's coming, the kingdom is the highest value. So how do you best serve God in his kingdom? And his marital advice is better if you remain single means you can devote a lot more time to God and serving God if you're not married and, and have someone to attend to. And that's an inarguable practical point. He is not saying that something is, is inherently wrong with sex and that you're there's something inferior about that, just that it, it, it is one, it's a different kind of vocation and, and it and it and it and it can distract from the kingdom. And so if you think the you know if, if the kingdom is the highest value, you're always going to ask how you can best serve. And he calls it a gift. If you're called to be single and celibate because you have the gift, you can devote a lot more time to serving. But if you're not called to that, then you you shouldn't, uh, you know, you, you for reasons you should follow the the that kind of gifting and 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 be married and 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 that's the way you'll serve God in His kingdom. So that these these this advice is very practical and 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 we always want to think about that in life. How do we best arrange our lives so as to be faithful to the kingdom in our daily lives and and the practicalities of that? We have the other advice to the those married to unbelievers, which is often a problem in in our setting. A lot of times, it's not a, a, a sort of a a, a unbeliever in the sense of someone who is a pagan, like St. Paul probably was talking to, went to pagan temples, but maybe a lapsed believer or a nominal believer or someone's become hostile. How do we live out our life? And and we have to deal with these things practically. They're not, there's not always, yes, sometimes, well, you doing the right thing is not always an easy thing to do, uh, just like believing God's word in the Old Testament that he's going to fulfill it. It's not easy to hold on to that we always want to do something to push it, but being faithful to God's word and waiting faithfully through whatever circumstances we're in and trying to determine what faithfulness to the kingdom looks like in the circumstances that we live and, and then living that out the best way we can is what St. Paul is getting at in those lessons. So let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, 
that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. That it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we've been unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a blessed Thursday after the second Sunday in Lent. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Bye, kid. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Bye, kiddos.